two, three, fuck it. Welcome back to another illustrious, another controversial episode of that whatever you want to call it podcast with your boy Marquise Nash. And today's episode, we are going to go over a lot of things today. We are going to go over the Houston Rockets struggles, even though they won yesterday. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, they're struggling without AD. You got the NFL draft. You got the uh, Melba Ball's injury, how that's going to affect the uh, uh, Charlotte Hornets. We got uh, Milwaukee Bucks and them. They're balling right now. And then we got the breaking news: Green Bay Packers have signed, re-signed Kevin King to a one-year deal worth sixteen million, six million, not sixteen, six million. So uh, let's just go right into it. Um, so the Kevin King, since we since that was the last thing I just talked about, um, let's talk. Let's talk about it. So let's go over it. Uh. The Kevin King and Kevin King resigned with the Packers, which I, I think is, I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing, really, because I mean, it's just a matter of what you feel about it. Because I feel like Kevin King was injury, uh, injury prone all last year, so he really didn't play fully healthy last year, and uh, he was banged up last year in the playoffs. So that, and I have, we have saw Kevin King play well, and when he's healthy, he's probably one of the top ten corners in the game, including, including with his, uh, his. His crime partner Jair Alexander on the other side, on the right side, Kevin King is usually the he's usually really good. And Kevin King is really good when he's healthy, but he's been really injury prone these past two years. So it's just that's the reason why people kind of had their doubts about Kevin King, and he got busted up by the, by the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year in a playoff. So I think now that people kind of I mean that this year or last year, what do you want to kind of call it? But yeah, I'll say this year. But this year's uh, Super Bowl, I mean, not Super Bowl, but last year's playoffs, he got banged up by uh, Sean. I don't know what the guy's name is. But the guy in there, he is a, basically he's a nobody on the Buccaneers. Not even saying like that, but he's not really nobody to know really like that off off top. But, yeah, he got banged up by uh, them, that wide receiver and or whatever. And it's kind of, I think he, Packers fans kind of was like enough is enough. I think the Packers were kind of like, okay, why won't you go after somebody like just more – like somebody like a Stephon Gilmore or whatever, and try and do a couple of trades. But this actually crazy thing is, I feel like you still could do a trade off of this, which is not a bad thing. You could still do a trade off of this. You could just do a signing trade. You sign Kevin King for a one year six million dollar deal, and then you, uh, then you all, only you have to do is pay him that six million, which is not a bad. But you just do a signing trade. You just sign Kevin King and then trade him off to somebody, somebody, and it, then that. If that whoever team that gets them is just going, and I only have to sign them for that one year. So I mean, it's it's and it's like a really experiment for whatever team that gets them. But for me, I just think this this deal is is I like it because I mean, it's really it really ain't no really no other. I mean, all the good corners kind of already got taken already. So I mean, I mean, other with the exception of Stephon Gilmore, I mean, I really feel like the Packers should have went after him, but I'm not gonna really argue about that. I mean, I don't want to. Going on the Packers too much, but I mean, we we and we already I kind of already didn't talk about how I hate the Packers front office already, so I just don't want to go over that whole 
that whole uh, soliloquy or that whole little, I mean, conversation I talked about, about the Brooklyn Packers front office and how they're not doing that well. I mean, and I think the crazy thing is, I feel like the Packers are still at a good place. So crazy thing is, which is weird because they lost Jamal Williams. Um, they lost Corey Lindsley and also a couple other guys. But I, I truly feel like um, they're still in a good place, man. I, I really feel like that way. They, they're still in a place where they can win a, win a Super Bowl next year. Because, I mean, the Cardinals have gotten better, so they're going to be extremely good, especially with them signing, uh, what's his name, uh, A.J. Green. That's a really good deal out of that. I mean, their starting lineup, or especially the wide receivers, are looking really good right now. So, I mean, with that starting lineup with Larry Fitzpatrick, I mean, Larry Fitzpatrick, Larry Fitzgerald and uh, – AJ Green and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, man, they're looking. Their wide receiver core is looking really good. So on paper, but I mean, we got to see what's going to going to happen though when the season starts because it can all look good on paper, but then when the when the season starts, I mean, you got to worry about chemistry and how the players going to react to losing and stuff. So it just it's it's, it's really going to be a, a work in progress for the Cardinals. I'm not going to automatically put them in a Super Bowl right away just because. They signed AJ Green or whatever. Man, their defense is looking good too, especially with the exertion of JJ Watt. So, man, I mean, their look defense is looking decent too. So, I'm, but I'm not gonna give them the automatically passed right to the Super Bowl just yet because it ultimately what uh, leads them to the Super Bowl is gonna be it's gonna be on the on the hands of that that uh the coach and um what's his name, guy's name, but the coach and uh what's the kind of quarterback's name uh. Colin Murray, Colin Murray, that's gonna it's gonna be and uh Colin Murray, it's gonna be up to him if they, wherever they go in the playoffs or wherever they go, if like I said, whatever they go in the playoffs or um if they go to the Super Bowl, that's all going to be coming on Colin Murray and the head coach in that front office. If they're gonna if they want them to win now, which I don't think they're gonna win now, even though they got a good roster, I still think they got like a piece away. But I mean, they could easily win it. I could be wrong, and it could be like just right here at the right place at the right time because Seahawks really haven't got any better at, as of late. I mean, they signed, re-signed guys, but they, they lost Shaquille Griffin. So, I mean, they, they're they still decent, but they're, I think, like I said, Russell Wilson, as long as Russell Wilson's still there, they're most likely going to make the playoffs. Same way for the Grimmie Packers. I mean, even though we have lost, I mean, you guys got Christian Kirksey, which, I mean, we kind of got him on a bargain, really. So, I mean, we didn't really lose nothing. Corey Linsley, I mean, I know I, I love Corey Lindsley, man. I mean, he was a good offensive lineman, great, great offensive lineman, by the way. I mean, he was injury. He had a little injuries this year, but for the most part, the Packers usually draft well with uh with offensive linemen. So I'm not really too worried about that. So I'm um, and then we got Elkin Jenkins, so he's very versatile. So they might put him at center. Um, and also, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not really worried about the offensive line. So uh, and. and it's it's really it's really up in the air for me though. It's just it's really up in the air for me about about the Green Packers. I don't really I gotta really see the season start. Then I'll probably kind of give my like my uh my opinion about it because right now it's on paper it's looking like okay they might be like a ten and sixteen, but you just never know. The Packers Aaron Rodgers kind of makes you he elevates and he just kind of erases a lot of audio not even erases but he covers up a lot of the, the mistakes of the defense and offense. And the defense is still looking kind of decent. We still got Preston Smith. We still got uh, uh, Zedarius Smith. We, uh, we got uh, up-and-coming, good pass rusher with Sean Gary. We still got Kenny Clark. 
We still got Jair Alexander. We got Amos. We got Savage. We got Sullivan. We got all them guys on secondary. Our secondary is actually pretty decent, with the exception of Kevin King, which I, like I said again, he was injury-prone all last year, so I will give him a little bit of – that's why I think the Packers gave him a chance because it's like he was injury-prone all last year. When he's healthy, he's probably one of the, the legit like top corners in the league. So I'm going to give him the, the, the satisfaction of doubt just because I just got to believe in the Packers' defense and hopefully it works because we were nearly a game away from the Super Bowl. So it's not like it bit us, I mean, it bit us in the butt, of course, because Kevin King was just outright awful in the, in the playoffs against uh, the Buccaneers. But for me, I'm, I'm going to take the chance. It's okay, re-sign Kevin King. And then if it doesn't work out, you can easily cut him in, at the end of the season. I mean, in the middle of the season, because he's only, he's only getting about $6 million, a one-year deal. So it's not really – you're not going to really lose a lot if you cut him or whatever. So, I mean, you can easily say, okay, we're going to sign him. And then if he does bad midway in the season, you can easily cut him and draft and get another corner or whatever. Or and I would what I would do, too, I would draft a corner on purpose just to see what Kevin King does. And if Kevin King comes out on fire and plays well, it's good. It's good for you. But if he doesn't, he he falls flat, you can easily cut him and then sign the rookie. So, I mean, it's all really what the Packers want to do at this point. So, for me, I, I really like, feel like the Packers are in a good place, even though it looks like it's worrisome a little bit. People are saying that Aaron Rodgers might retire. I don't really think he's going to retire. I just think Aaron Rodgers, in a, he's in the point of he's he's in the point of his life where his his mindset is like he's calm. It's it's not really because most quarterbacks nowadays, especially at his age, are kind of like oh they kind of like winding down and it's kind of like oh my god like am I going to retire? They thinking about retirement like already because and they think about how many rings they have and. So, so it's usually kind of – I'd rather be Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers' place than Philip Rivers' place because he retired with no rings. At least Aaron Rodgers got a ring. And you might say, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have more than time break. Because, of course, because of course, we have to talk about the GOAT talk, which I don't really like talking about because he's still playing, so you never know what can happen. You just never know. Aaron Rodgers could just bust out and get five rings, which is – I mean, I don't think that could happen, but – I mean, it's impossible, but I mean, anything is possible. So I'm not going to say it's not possible, but you, you never know. Aaron Rodgers can, these next three years, can bust out and win three straight rings in a row. And it just, it, it just changed the landscape. So uh, for me, I think this, this is why I feel like I don't really like talking about go talks right now because people are still playing, man. Like, I don't feel like it's, it's, it's a, it gives, it doesn't give me a satisfaction to say, okay, well, this person to go. Even though, for me, in my opinion, LeBron is the GOAT for me. Even because it's not even for basketball reasons. For me, it's outside of basketball, really. Outside of basketball, LeBron is probably one of the greatest athletes of all time because just the, the stuff he does for his community, how he speaks out on certain topics, and it's the forefront. I mean, of course, we have leaders like Chris Paul that does it too and that talks about it too. But LeBron is like the 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 guy that you like. Okay. Bro, you are a leader. What you gonna do? Like he's the guy that he's the ring leader of all this stuff. So to me, I feel like LeBron in that sake, I feel like LeBron is the goal. I mean, and there's no offense to Jordan, but Jordan wasn't doing it like when stuff like especially this racial divide in, in our community, and I'm gonna mean our community, I mean the black community, this racial divide of dividing us between women and men and and I think this 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 stuff that's going on in our, our society. It LeBron is a great example of a person that that can speak out 
against this stuff. And I mean, not saying nothing about Jordan, but Jordan wasn't one of this stuff because this stuff this, it was going on when Jordan was uh, playing. But you didn't see Jordan doing it. I mean, Jordan was just sitting at home chilling. I mean, I mean, not even saying like a bad way, saying like in a bad way because Michael Jordan is a goat for another reason and or whatever. But to me, I like what I'm looking at, and it's not. It could be eras. It could be because. I grew up watching LeBron, and I didn't really grow up. I was born in the 90s, but even though I didn't watch, I watched a lot of Milwaukee Bucks games because I was in Milwaukee. But, and plus, a lot, it wasn't a lot of televised. Like, TV deals weren't as good as it is, not, as good as it is now. I mean, you didn't really, we didn't really see Bulls games as much as we, as we wanted to. So, and, of course, like I said, I was born in the 90s, but I really wasn't. I was born in the mid-90s, like 95. So, it wasn't, I didn't really watch. Bulls games per se. I was watching a lot of Milwaukee Bucks games, and then, like I said, I grew up watching a lot of LeBron games. So it just, for me, that's why what made me like a LeBron fan. I saw every phase of his career from when he started to when he went to my made, made the decision to go to Miami to now when he's on the Lakers, and it's kind of like he's winding down a little bit. So for me, I just saw pretty much every phase of LeBron. So for me, that I have a reason to say like, okay. LeBron is the GOAT for this reason. And like I said, it's not even for a basketball reason because LeBron is great in what he is. If he goes out and he's most likely going to be the first or second in all-time scoring, probably fifth, I mean, probably like third in assists, most likely. So if he end up being like first or second in points and third in assists or whatever, and like fifth in rebounds, he's most likely to go anyways. But for me, it's just errors. It's, I don't really want to say like one person is a goat because it's too many great NBA players in the in NBA players to say, okay, this one person is a goat. Because if you're looking at rings, you really can't say LeBron or Kobe or Jordan. You can say Bill Russell because Bill Russell got 11 of them. I've got 11 of them things. So it just, you really can't really say, okay, this person is a goat because of this. Because if you really think about it, it's like, okay, well, you, this person, I mean, you could, we could say, we could say uh the guy from, Big Shot Bob, Robert Harry, or I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but the guy from Houston, uh, Big Shot Bob, I mean, Robert Harry, he had 11. I mean, I think he had like 10 of them or 11 of them. I think like seven. So it's like, I think it, I think it was seven. So it's like, if you want to really think about rings, I mean, what about him? Or like, you got certain other people that have more rings. So it's like, okay, well, I mean, if you want to speak about rings, this person got more rings. So is he to go because of that? So. For me, it's just like I don't, I don't really, I don't like defining goals because everybody was great at their time and everybody was great in their era. And I think it's just certain eras where people dominate. And I think LeBron, as he winds down and he retires, which is going to be really a kind of a sorrow day because I mean that's the end of an era. But we don't know really know. I mean, Katie could wind up, and I mean, controlling this era. I mean, you got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Giannis, Luca, Joel Embiid. I mean, Jason Tatum, we got a lot of people that in the NBA that could just take over this league once LeBron leaves and goes and does whatever and does what he whatever he does. And I think ultimately LeBron's probably still gonna stay in the league as like an owner of like some other team. I'm feeling like it's gonna be like because I think they were talking about the Supersonics or making the Supersonics a team again. So I mean, you never know. LeBron could own the Supersonics again, which would be really crazy. But um, uh, like for me, I think. I mean, it's it's gonna be really great though. But um, speaking of really great, um, <laughs> uh, I know the Houston Rockets fans are feeling really great right now. I'm a little bit great because I, it seemed like when I, I watched the press conference with uh, 
Coach Silas of the Houston Rockets, it just seems like he, like the way he looked, it looked like he was just like so stressed out. Like he was just when I, when you see a man rubbing their head and like just had a head down and just rubbing their temples, you know he's frustrated. You know he was like, oh my god, like a twenty game losing streak. We just saw ten game losing streaks and fifteen game losing streaks and five game losing streaks. To have a twenty game losing streak, man, that's just stressful. Cause it's like every day you wake up, it's like, damn, we hollow. We gonna win this one, and it's like the teams that they were losing against it was beatable. It wasn't like all teams that was like it was a couple teams that could they can they they oh you knew they knew that okay they were gonna lose against the team. And I understand like you doubted some, but you knew the talent was going to overshadow their talent in in Houston. So you like okay this team probably gonna beat us. Not saying like they were saying it to themselves, but as a fan you knew okay this team's gonna be a struggle. We could beat them, but this team's gonna be a struggle to beat them. But like the other teams, it was like okay, it was like some other games. It was like bruh, y'all can win this game. And then, I don't know why, but it just felt like the Houston Rockets was like, oh, my God, can we look at a game? It, it felt man, like me. It was like almost like a countdown, like, when they going to win a game? When they going to win a game? It was like almost like it was just like – it was anticipation. I almost said it wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I almost said that word wrong. I almost butchered the mess out of that. Was all, that's not a word. But, um, like, it was just – it was, you used to try to anticipate, like, okay, when they going to win? When they going to win? Like, it was just almost like – it was it was stressful, and I'm not even a Houston Rockets fan, but it was it seemed like stressful. It just seemed like like when you waiting on your your waiting on your money to come and you, your your phone bill or some your some bill to do, and then you like you wanted like that day, and you like okay, this money gotta come this day. You kind of like worrying you're like okay, man, this money gotta come this day because I gotta get I got this like you worrying about your your bills. You like oh my god, oh my god, please please come on, and then it's like right when you do it, it's like you finally win. And I know it's. Just, it was a stress off of uh, Silas, and I think Silas should get a chance. He, he's not, I don't think he should get fired because it's just the team, like, they're rebuilding phase. So anything right now that's going on right now, even with the 28 moon streak, you should not count because they're in the rebuilding phase right now. I think right now they have a good roster, and I mean, John Wall, John Wall I don't think he's going to be here next, there next year. I, I really don't. All Depot, too, he's not going to be there next year. I mean, uh, DeMarcus Cousins is already gone, so he's – not even there at all this year. So I think they they should really build around Christian Wood and them young guys, man. I mean, they have a great team if they build it around right. So they, they and they got a great young coach in, uh, in Coach Silas. So that's, that's going to be really good. And, I mean, even though they struggled these past couple games, I mean, past couple games, I mean, that's an over-exaggeration once they couple games. I mean, these past 20 games, you actually got to say these 20 games because if you say these past few games, okay, few is three. So, I mean, you can't really say few because few is, okay, five games, we're going to six games. No, 20 games. I got to actually say 20 games. So, I mean, I, I don't want to – I mean, it's not even an exaggeration, but I got to exact. I, I got to say actually the word 20 games because if I say a few, like, nigga, there ain't a few. It's like it's more than a few. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's – and they've been – I mean, they're going to get better, though. I mean, they're going to get better. Uh, but man, it's yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's gonna be fun though. It is gonna be fun. Once the Houston Rockets get like I said, they get a a a, a star like a like I said, Christian Wood is a great guy right now. He's he's balling out his mind right now. So I, I think Christian Wood is a good guy too. So I mean, and speaking of good guys and all that stuff, I mean, uh, the Lake Lakers man, they're struggling too all, as as well. Speaking of good guys and bad guys. I mean, because we all all thought like LeBron was that bad guy, but now he's kind of that good guy now because now everybody loves him. 
he kind of shows a lot of showed a lot of his his family now. I'm mean, not family like he wasn't showing his family now, but it kind you kind of like the world can now kind of see like what his side of everything was. So especially with all like like the show he has called The Shop, man, that's actually a great thing. That's a really good show. I I really wish he would come back on with it. Like it's, I don't know if it's they on a break or they really busy in COVID nineteen and restrictions and stuff. So people can't be in the same building at the same time without a mask and stuff. But man, that show was actually really, really good. It was really interesting, especially when uh, they had that interview. It wasn't really an interview, but they were talking with Antonio Brown, and I got his aspect on like the like the thing that happened in Pittsburgh and stuff. So it was really, it was really good. So man, like, and like I said, you get to really see like what LeBron's mindset on certain things, especially when that when him and Kyrie was having a little. It wasn't even a rip. I think it wasn't even like nothing bad. I think the media sometimes out blow out most of these uh like rumors and most of this stuff, but. Man, it was really good to talk, like, see that. Like, it was really, really good, man. I Like, hopefully my podcast gets that popular where I can do certain things like that. Like, that's ultimately my goal for this podcast, to get interviews and get content like that to, like, talk about and get some of these athletes' opinions on certain things. So, man, yeah, man, it's it's going to be really great to, like, see that, though. But, like I said, this is, that the, this is the reason for my podcast, to get, like, interviews like that to talk to people like that and see their mindset on certain things and how certain things work because we, uh, outside looking in, outside looking in, we don't really see a lot of the stuff. We just know certain stuff about people saying it and like rumors and stuff. We don't really get it from the, from, from the person's mouth. So we don't really get it from the mess. We all, we always get it from the messenger. We don't get it from the person that sent the message. So it just, it's just, that's all we really get. So it, I don't, I guess I don't really, get mad at when certain players don't want to talk because of course I, I mean uh like uh like for example Marshawn Lynch man like I don't really wanna like it, I really would love to do an interview with Marshawn Lynch just like an exclusive interview with Marshawn Lynch. Like that'd be my ultimate goal. Marshawn Lynch would probably be my number one. Of course LeBron would be two. Mike would be three most likely KD would be four. Five would probably be Giannis or somebody from the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean I would love to talk to one of them guys man because it'd be like it's great to talk to them, just to see that, just to see their mindset on certain things, and just to see like how they work and how they react and how like they move in the NBA and how like certain things and how they think about certain things, especially in I mean not even basketball outside of basketball. I don't really want to because we know a lot about what you do in basketball. That's the obvious. I want to see the stuff that you do outside of basketball, like what's your mindset on certain things or certain aspects of certain movements that's going on. I want to see that because. That's really why I, I want to like, I want to interview some of these guys to see what you think about it. Your true feelings, not some, not not some PR move that y'all got to talk about, or so, not something that some of these people are, some of these athletes have to, or some of these celebrities sometimes have to do just to make to save face, just so they can get a job, or just so they can keep their job, or just so they can make people feel happy. I want to see your true feelings, your true meaning, the true definition of what you what you feel about certain things. So that that's what I feel about that. But um, what else topics we talking about today on this episode? What else we got? We got Lamelo Ball's his injury, man. That was big though. The Lamelo Ball injury, man. I really feel like he's probably gonna not win. He should still win Rookie of the Year because he's averaging twenty. What he was averaging twenty five and like six or seven before he left. So it was just he was leading all categories in in all in the rookie uh, rookie standing. So it was just. For me, I feel like he still should win it, even though he's injured. Hopefully, he comes back. Hopefully, this is not an injury that he's out for the entire season. Hopefully, it's just 
something that he can heal and it heals fast because man, he's bro, he was he was coming, bro. And he still is though, but he was coming, man. Like it was he was he, he was he was thriving, man, in the role that he had on uh the horns, man. Like Michael Jordan found something and I mean, he I knew he was like LaMelo Ball. We all knew. I think even though in our heart of hearts, even though we felt like LeBar Ball was kind of like reaching, or not even reaching, because I don't really feel like he was reaching, because I feel like he was every like every other uh son, I mean father would do. I mean, I would do the same thing. I would I wouldn't say it in lines about oh he's gonna be better than Michael Jordan, but why not say that, man? What's the point? What's the point of being a basketball player? What's born? What's the point of being a father when you can't say something about like that about your son? Like yeah, my son gonna be greater than Michael Jordan. Okay, like it's not a. I mean, of course, it's gonna put a target on your back because now people are gonna be like expect that they're gonna expect you to come with that that smoke every time. And for me, I feel like the little ball has thrived in all that smoke. He's actually blew the smoke away. He's started to smoke. So, I mean, I feel like, for me, I think they have thicker skin than you really think about it. And I think Lonzo and Lonzo and their, their kids, I mean, LeVar Ball, his his kids, I mean, they're tremendous athletes. I mean, I really want to see what Leandro going to do, though, because we saw what Lonzo, gonna do. Lonzo was doing in uh, in the Pelicans, and he might even get traded to the Clippers. And then we, we see what LeVar, Le, Le, uh, LaMelo Ball is doing. I just really want to see Leandro, because Leandro, if Lonzo's this, and Lonzo's playing great in the Pelicans, and Lamar, uh, LaMelo is playing good in, uh, uh, what's his name, in, uh, the, with the Hornets, man, I want to see Leandro, man, Leandro might be even greater than both of them, so, I mean, he might be a mixture of both, he, and he looks like a mixture of both, he looks, he's not too big, because, uh, like, LaMelo was, like, a little taller, Lonzo's a little bit shorter, but he's bulkier, Leandro is, like, a mix of both, he's a little bigger, and he's, he's bigger, and he's, and he's like he's stockier, so it's like it. It makes sense for for me. I feel like if Leandro comes in the league, he sets the world on fire too. So I mean, I, I don't know if he's still you know, on on a G League team or not. I don't know, but I really hope that he is because I mean, I, I really, I really want to see great things for him. I really, I really want to see because I because how Lavar be talking, he hype you up, he hype you up for these players, and I love it, man. I love, I love. It. It's like almost like a fight. Like he's like a promoter. Like when. Like a Don King, even though Don King kind of like, <laughs> like yeah, I don't really want to speak on Don King because Don King kind of was like he was taking money in a sense. So I mean, I'm not gonna say in that fact, but like he was, all, he's almost like a promoter for a fight. Like he promotes his players. I mean, and his uh, his sons, and it's not. I don't think it's, it's like he's trying to take advantage of his kids' money because at the end of the day, do you really think them kids been famous since they were like 13? Do you really think if he was if he was doing that? He would have probably did it by now already. His kids were like popular when they were like 13. So do you really think if he was going to take his kids' money or he was going to do something with his kids' money, do you really think he would have did it by now? Like, come on, bro. Like, it, I hate when when somebody, especially somebody who's black, they do stuff. It's always a, it's always like a, I think, oh, he is he taking his kids' money? Like, it's always that. Why can't it just be because I'm a good father? Like, why can't it be that? And it's, it's, it's that kind of stuff that pisses me off sometimes. Because it's like, why can't he just be a good father and just root for his son? Why can't he be just that? Why has it always got to be a ulterior motive behind it? Like, it, it's always got to be something like, okay, he's a good father, but, like, it's always the but behind it. It's always like, okay, he he, he might be good, but but he might be trying to take his kids, his money, wait wait till a couple years until his kids are tired, then it's going to come out. Like, why has it always got to be like that? And it's always like that for black kids, which, I mean, we want to we speak true, uh, facts and facts, man. That's always, it's always with black kids. It's never 
you never gonna see it like us. Uh, we we always get credit to like Peyton Manny's father and Peyton Manny and Eli Manny's father. But then when LeBar Ball comes, oh, he's good. But like we like well, we should give as much as credit as we give Peyton's father, uh, Archie Manny. We gotta get that same respect to LeVar Ball because he didn't got two sons in the NBA already, and both of them top picks, top five picks both times. I mean, of course, when we got don't got, got the other one, but it's like we always got the exception that one kid is gonna be the underdog, which is not a bad thing. I mean, you got the same thing. You got Eli is a great Archie. I mean, Eli's great. Payne Manning is great, but then you got the other son that's probably doing great things on whatever he's doing in life. So I mean, it's whatever. But for me, it's like I, I think I feel like it's always it's always like that though. It's always and always been like that, and I I really disagree with that. I just don't like that when that happens, but. That's which is what I feel. I don't know if that's just y'all, but I mean, it's just a, if that's just me, and I'm just gonna be that one guy that's always gonna be like that. But it just I, I don't like that when it, when people do that. It just it pisses me off. It pisses me off a little bit. It just that irks me a little bit. And then what irks me also is the NFL draft. And then you know why? Because the Packers don't do nothing in the NFL draft. So let's get right into the NFL draft. That was a good extra. That was a great, great, great segue. By the way, <laughs> I just want to speak on it because that was a great segue, but. Uh yeah, like I said, the NFL draft, man. The NFL draft, man, that it irritates me because like, like like I said before, the Green Packers don't do nothing in the draft sometimes. It just pisses me off because they do stuff like draft a fucking quarterback. I only I'm I'm really not trying to cuss right now because it just I I'm trying to turn on a new lead because I'm just trying to be be better. But uh at that at that that's this how, that shows my pain. That's the reason why I just cuss. That it shows my pain. It shows my emotion because now I I, I really hate I really freaking hate when the Packers do that. Like they just they draft a freaking quarterback like Jordan Love, which is not he's probably gonna be a great player someday. But that's but that's the thing someday, not today. Like you have a, a Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers, a first ballot Hall of Famer at that, and Aaron Rodgers, and you just say, okay, well we're not gonna draft. We're not gonna give him any help. We're not gonna we're gonna draft a couple offensive linemen. We might draft a wide receiver. We might draft a, a wide receiver, but we're gonna do it in a late, later round. We're not gonna do it in the, the first round like we should. We're not gonna draft anybody on defense. We're not, not gonna do that, but we're gonna give us we're gonna draft his predecessor in Jordan Love. Why, bro? Like you could go out in free agency and get somebody like uh, Andy Dalton or something. But I ain't gonna say Andy Dalton, but. Go get somebody in, in the lines of like Andy Dalton or something like that, or better than Andy Dalton, like Fitzpatrick or whatever. But for me, it's just like I, I I feel like for me, it's just like I hate when the Packers do that. I hate when teams do that. They instead of drafting what they what you need, they draft what they want. Like they draft. It's all a business at the end of the day for some of these teams. It's like okay, I know you're great. I know you're great. I know you're gonna be a Hall of Famer. I know you're gonna be a first ball Hall of Famer. I know you are probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but we're going to still draft your predecessor. We're still going to draft a quarterback, so just in case this doesn't work out. And it's like, and the reason behind some of these teams, are we trying to put a fire in his feet? This man is a three-time MVP. He won you your only Super Bowl in the last 10 years. What can he give you? Like, like stop it. Like, stop with that old, we're trying to put fire in his feet. This man is Aaron, Aaron freaking Rodgers. What other, what in the hell feet fire you got to put on his feet? Like what, like what, like what fire in your feet? Like I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers said, I want to leave now and I wouldn't be mad at him. I would not. Like this, usually when people get traded and make people leave, I'd be like pissed or whatever. Like when LeBron left initially, 
when I didn't understand the meaning behind it, which I now understand why he did it. And I agreed with it when he did it, when he did it. And I would have did it 10 times over. But to me, it's, I like for me, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers said today, said, Oh yeah, I don't want to be on the team or, and they traded him. I wouldn't be surprised. And I will, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to be a bandwagon, but I'm going to be an Aaron Rodgers. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm not a Packers fan. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I love Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the, probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And for me, it's like, I'm going wherever he goes. Of course, I'm going to be a Packers fan. I'm a diehard Packers fan. They ain't never going to change. But also, whatever team Aaron Rodgers is on, I don't care if he is the freaking Buffalo Bills. I don't care if it's the Miami Dolphins, which is crazy because I every time I play Madden 25, or not Madden 25, anytime I play Madden teams, I always get drafted to the Miami Dolphins, which is crazy. But I love Miami, too. Shout out to Miami or whatever. Hope y'all, hopefully, people out in Miami listen to my podcast. Thank y'all for listening, if y'all are listening. But, um... For me, yeah, bro. Like it's like I like I don't care if like the Miami Dolphins or the Indianapolis Colts or whatever. I don't care. I really don't care if it's the Chicago Bears. I'm at that point. At this point, that's how much my my blood is boiling on the Packers front office. That's how much because it like I said, it really pisses me off when you got a future Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers and you don't take advantage of that. Like it does. That's why Tom Brady left because they didn't believe in him. And I get why they didn't believe him because they like it was they were struggling. But still, at the end of the day. I get why Tom Brady left too. It's like you don't believe me. Okay, let me prove you wrong and win a Super Bowl. And then right when you get right when he got what he wanted, what happened? Tom Brady won a freaking Super Bowl. So for me, it's like I, I that pisses me off when front offices do that. Like I hate that with the most passion. It makes me want. It just makes me want to just throw a rock at the owner. Like when I see the owner, I'm not gonna. I'm no love at all. Like no, some of these owners are gonna get no love. No love. At all. I want you. I want you. What I want you to do is go home to your grandkids, where if you got grandkids, and spend time with them. And do that. That's better. Like you're better off doing that because you probably better off passing more production doing that and like doing that or something like that. Because you've been a front, being in the front office, but you've been an owner ain't doing nothing for us at all. You've been an owner of the team ain't doing nothing. You've been a GM. If you're a GM, just not doing nothing. Go home with your grandkids and spend time with them. Like and spend time with. Why you have a chance? I'm and I, I'm sorry. It's sad. I'm sorry to say it like that, but that's the best bet you have right now. That's the best chance you have. That's the best time that you can have with your game. Because instead of being in, in these stadiums, uh, missing with missing your family and you spending time with these these players that you don't really m- fuck with like that. Sorry to say it like that, but you don't. You're not like you know. It's not even like you gotta be messing around with them. You gotta be. You don't gotta. You like you gotta be always around them, or you, like you gotta spend time with your player. But at the same time, you you gotta be relatable to your players. Your players gotta be like, okay, okay, I I, I trust this guy, even though like I'm like, okay, well, I know I might get traded or whatever. Eventually, or if we got a business decision. Like I can talk to you like man to man, because at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's not, of course, we know it's a business or whatever. But at the end of the day, we're two men, so you could talk if you will have something to say to me. If you like, okay, man, I don't, I don't think I can sign you because uh, this this reason. Come to me, man to man. Don't come to me. Of course, we have agents or whatever. I get it. I get it. Most people have agents, so you talk to the agent. But at the end of the day, we all men in here or women or whatever. You got women, ain't woman agent or whatever. Or athletes and all. If you're an owner and you like, okay, I want to do this. Come to me straight up. I feel like I get the agent thing. Of course, you got to go through the agent thing. But at the end of the day, I feel like to me, it's better all say, okay. Coming to me too. If you, even if you come with me and my agent, come to me yourself and say, okay, we're going to do this because of this. 
Come to me as a man, or not even come to me as a man. Just, just say it straight up. Don't be bullshitting with me. Say, oh, you're a great player, but like, no, just, just say, just straight up, tell me. Okay, we can't do this because of this. Don't, don't try to sugarcoat me just to let me down. Like, don't, don't lift me up just to push me back down. Like, don't do that. Don't, I hate that. Don't do that. But, uh, uh, y'all, I love this podcast, and I thank you guys for listening to the podcast this episode. But you can also listen to the podcast on. Spotify, you can listen to the podcast on uh, Stitcher, and you also can listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes. I mean, if you got an iPhone, you got most likely got Apple, so stop playing with yourself and listen to the podcast. But um, if you if you're like one of the people like you don't want to literally want to listen to it, and you just want to comment and you want to talk shit to me, and you want to talk shit about your team and how great your team is, or the Lakers, Atlanta Hawks, or whatever, and you like that, you like that kind of people, which I love. That's great and all. If you want to do that, you can go to my Twitter at Marquise95Sports, M-A-R-K-E-S-E 95Sports, or you, I mean, that's all together. Or if you want to go to my Instagram, you can DM me at Marquise95Sports also. Or if you want to, like, just direct me, you can want to message me on my Facebook page, on the whatever you want to call it, Facebook page. You can do that also. So, man, I'll see you guys. I'll You can start listening to my podcast anywhere around the country. I don't care where you are. You can be in, in the library. Make sure you have your headphones in because you want to be quiet because I might be cussing and I'm a little loud. So <laughs> I don't want y'all want you to disturb anybody from reading or doing an education <laughs> or whatever. But uh, like uh, you, like I said, you can listen to it anywhere. The library, you can listen to the store, you can listen to McDonald's. No matter where you listen to, you can listen on the subway inside the subway. You can watch, listen to while you at subway. So it don't really matter. But uh, I'll see you guys next episode. Peace.